Hello everyone, and a special hello to Cersei Dreamland, who I was talking to, along with Chris yesterday. Now, we had a very interesting conversation about various different aspects of magic. One of the things that we kind of briefly touched on was multiple universes and greater and lesser eternities. So, Big Fish... Little fish, cardboard box. Are you a little fish in a cardboard box? Or are you a big fish in a cardboard box? Which is better? Is it better to be a big fish in a cardboard box or a little fish in a cardboard box? There are, after all, pros and cons to both. And that's what I think we should explore today. Now, some of you may be saying, but Liam, it's not big fish or little fish in a cardboard box it's a big fish in a small pond or a big fish in a big pond you know but no it's not i'm using the example of a cardboard box for the simple reason that yeah okay it's interchangeable but people often use the term think outside of the box and you're really gonna have to think outside of the box with this one because the box is the universe so in order to think outside of the box we need to think outside of the universe which is extremely fucking complicated people can't even crack this universe let alone what's fucking outside of it so let's recap shall we based on things that we've already discussed in previous podcasts and occult ramblings and various other videos you have you, your physical body, your consciousness, your conscious mind. Then we have the unconscious mind. Then we have the astral body. Okay? Now we know that astral body is kind of like those uh, Virgin Galactic aeroplanes. They're kind of technically in space, but at the same time, they're really just on the fucking edge of space. One minute they're in space, the next minute they're not in space. Which is kind of like this physical universe, right? When you real-time astral project, so you astrally project in the physical world, so that you're inside this physical world and therefore technically kind of constrained by some of the limitations of this physical world. You're playing by the rules to a certain extent, kind of. Um, when you're there, you are here inside the box, right? When you are on the edge of the box, that would kind of be astral world, right? So the astral world is kind of like the bridge between the physical world and... The next level okay i would think of the astral world as space the final frontier now i'm joking it's not the fucking final frontier at all it's nowhere even fucking close to the final frontier so think of this physical world as this planet think of other physical worlds that are close by Okay, so we have various planets in the solar system, yes? 
in the astral world, if the astral world is space, then local space to us, or local astral world, will incorporate both the Earth and various other things that are close by. They're close by because they are similar, okay? They might not be exactly the same, but they're very similar. So if we're going by the old branch tree kind of idea, if you at your core, at your essence as a greater being, are essentially a tree, you and this life is a twig that is attached to a branch, yes? You, this physical world, physical life is a twig, and that is human. Every other twig connected to that branch will also be, for want of a better word, human, to a certain extent. Maybe not. Either way, it will be of this physical reality, of this physical universe. It will be holding to these same rules, okay? Now, I'm going to swap from the real-life magical how it works, deep occultism, to the tree example, to the space planets example so please do try to keep up because i'm not even sure if i can keep up with this um so god knows how this is going to be for you but we'll give it a go so your physical world your physical body yes space astral world yes branch twig your body branch other bodies that are part of the physical reality, this universe, let's say, this current universe, okay? Now, when you go about your general astral travels and the like, obviously, most people will be working with the local things, because it's fucking difficult to get really far away, much like in space travel. We can just about get to the moon. Maybe they're working on getting to Mars. But they haven't really got much further than that really, have they? So, with this, when you're talking about most people's, most witches and magical uh, practitioners' abilities, when they get to the astral world, they can play roughly, fairly locally. Okay? Now, most of them have the ability to go and real-time astral project. So, they're interacting with the planet, they're interacting with the physical universe, the physical bodies, as it's going on. When you push past that, though, when you get out into space, when you get out into the astral body, it has potential for you to leave this solar system, to leave this set of rules behind. And the further outside you go, the more the rules kind of wane and weaken until they do kind of disappear. Now, when you get to another solar system, one far, far away, which essentially is another universe, another physical universe potentially, or some sort of fucking fey realm or something like that, then you're getting closer and closer to interacting with those rules, okay? Now, the problems arise is that you are designed to run and work in this universe. If you go out into space, you wear your spacesuit. 
or you are in some sort of capsule or something like that, you know, spaceship, blah, 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 that keeps the ecosystem going. Your astral body is essentially that, okay? So your astral body is natural, yes. It's your device for essentially going into other places. Now, if you are going astrally projecting close by, you're going to be in your human form, most likely. Okay, human form and spacesuit, human form and armor, bloody bloody blah doesn't really matter. But if you're going about locally, maybe you're going for a little meandering walk on the moon, you wear a spacesuit, right? What though happens when you go and encounter another thing? that's outside of that, that's stranger, that plays by a different set of rules. The sun, for example, extremely hot. Your spacesuit is not equipped to deal with that. So eventually, as you come closer to it, you'll fucking burn up. As you go closer towards other universes that you're not designed to operate in, or you're unable to operate in, you need to create tools and change yourself in order for you to get there, okay? Otherwise, you run the risk of being completely and utterly obliterated. So, where does this tie into various other magical things? You've now thought about this, obviously, because I've explained it from your perspective. Now, let's see about the opposite perspective. Let's look at a spirit's perspective. So, if you're talking about some aliens or some shit like that coming from a different solar system to ours then they would have to master essentially their version of what we're talking about okay now we're talking about spirits so if i use the real life example and then compare that to the example that i'm using with space and trees and shit evocation Yes, some of you have tried evocation. They've realized it's a lot fucking more difficult than they first thought because you are creating the ecosystem that's necessary for that thing that's coming outside of this universe, that thing that isn't designed to be in this universe, that thing that cannot operate in this universe. You're creating the right environment for it. That is how successful evocation works and to bring that thing into the environment, yeah? If you're going to some other environment, then you either need to get them, if they're capable, the spirit world or whatever, to accommodate you, or you need to understand enough about it in order to change things, or wear your specialised spacesuit that protects you from the sun or radiation and shit like that, right? Depending on the ecosystem and the environment. So... A great deal of effort needs to be put into this. Now, here is the crux of it, okay? This is what people don't tell you. You might be able to get lucky by putting on the right spacesuit, creating the right spacesuit and experimenting and then going to some place. You might get lucky on the first attempt and not die. You might get lucky on the second attempt and not die. You might even possibly be extremely lucky and get by going to a very, very distant place that plays by different rules the third time. But eventually you will fuck up. The further outside you go, the stranger things are. You will fuck up. And that will mean that you will suffer the consequences for it. 
depending on where you're going, obviously that may manifest in different ways. Maybe you'll just die. Maybe you'll get locked in a coma. Who knows? Brain hemorrhages are a, quite a popular one. Um, but we won't go into the physiological effects of astral travel right now. We're going to stick to the other thing, because otherwise I'll go off on a tangent and forget what I was talking about. So, how do we make sure that when we're offered traveling that we do want to go further away and explore other systems that play by different rules how can we be assured success with that well there's two primary approaches to this the first approach which is the most dangerous is to ask help from a spirit that is more powerful and knowledgeable than you maybe as a deity maybe as some other spirit from that realm either way you're asking them to help you and assist you now where could that possibly go wrong obviously there are numerous things that can go wrong you may misunderstand it it might give you instructions it may fail you may fail to understand them it may not be trustworthy it might screw you over either way that's quite a dangerous approach okay so what approach would be the superior or what is classed as the superior method now the approach is this is where the fucking tree comes in that you are the tree well you're a twig that's part of the tree but you are essentially at your core the tree and because you're the tree you're connected to the tree and because you're connected to the tree you are essentially if we're now talking about the tree and not just the fucking twig, you are the sum total of all that is the tree. Okay. Now, if each branch of that tree is a different universe, different set of rules, yeah, then those other universes are also technically, there'll be parts of you there. See where I'm going with this? So if you get the traveling right, what you enables you to do is to go from your twig to the branch, from the branch to the trunk, from the trunk to the other branch. Yeah? Or, if you're not wanting to go there and explore, which at that point, if you've mastered that ability, you're not going to fucking want to go there and explore because you'll already have explored it because it would already be a past or present or future life. Therefore exploration past the trunk is not really something that gets done that's why advanced witches are boring as fuck but anyway i think i'm getting ahead of myself so assume you wanted to do something like going to an alternative dimension say for example we'll pick an amusingly a dangerous one because amusingly dangerous things are so amusing. Say you're picking the Fey branch, the Fey realm. Well, obviously humans haven't got a fucking clue how to deal with the Fey. So they create really bullshit magical lore that gets passed down. That the people that learn it are kind of like scientists fucking about with radiation for the first time. They think they know a little bit. They know it's a dangerous but they all fucking end up fucking everything up, right? And then eventually, enough generations pass, they might learn a little bit, but they still don't learn everything, right? Dealing with the Fae is a lot like dealing with radiation with that, because 
they work on a different level to ours. They're from a different place to us. That branch is not a branch that's really high up the tree or around the other side of the tree. That branch is actually very close by. So that branch, yes, it plays by different rules and is a different universe, has different limitations and such in it. But it is somewhat similar. It might be on the same face of the tree, the same side of the tree. It might be facing north. So we're dealing with a local branch. There's still a fucking different branch, but still a local branch, right? In other words, you know, with the old planets thing, we might be dealing with a solar system that's fairly close by. Notice I said a solar system and not a planet. Why? Because Earth is a physical body and human existence. Jupiter or Mars or one of the other planets or whatever might be near my might be a different type of life that is still within this universe. For example, animals and shit, right? Not human, so not Earth, but technically still part of this set of rules in existence. Okay, so first things first, we master the twig, which we never fucking master the twig, but we don't bother mastering the twig because otherwise we would just be pushing for eons and eons and eons with uh, medical science and physics and not being able to play with the other stuff. Generally speaking, we start to master the twig. Scientists know a lot about this because they haven't really fully explored or discovered all of the things there are to explore and discover on this planet, but they're already trying to explore moons and fucking other planets and shit like that. Not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that we need to be logical about this. It's going to take you too long to really crack the twig, if you are a twig. So what we try to do is learn a lot about the twig and then learn a lot more about the branch, which basically means learning about the magical aspects of this universe of creation, for want of a better word, so that then we can cross the abyss. Crossing the abyss means connecting and essentially becoming the branch. Most people would think this becoming the tree, but believe me, it ain't. Um, for the simple reason that when you cross the abyss... Actually, I'm not going to reveal that. I can't say that. Crossing the abyss, you have the branch. Yes, you've managed to do that. Congratulations. You are now not just a twig, but you are a branch and have the sum total of the knowledge of all things on that branch. Therefore, you have essentially pretty much pulled all of your resources from all of those little twigs and that on that branch with all of these past lives and future lives and present lives within this physical universe. And you'll know a lot about this universe at that point because you'll have experienced ever such a lot as well as experimented with ever such a lot. And that knowledge is going to be necessary for you to get to the trunk of the tree. The trunk of the tree, of course, is partly its core. So its core essence to master the trunk is to master being able to get to any branch connected to that tree. Okay. Now... 
The universe has a set lifespan. Obviously, expansion and contraction of the universe. The branch has a set life span. Technically, it's a very long time, but it is still beholden to time. It is still limited by time. Okay. When you truly leave the branch behind, that's when you truly leave time behind. A lot of people get confused with this because a lot of people think when they get to the astral world, that's it. Time doesn't exist. Time does exist there. Time is limited there. But is limited in the form of not well, not the same form as that we are. It's the further away from the little twigs you or the further away from this twig in this branch you go, time starts to wane, starts to become weaker, is more malleable. Time in the astral world's very malleable, you see. Hence why you can go backwards in time, forwards in time, various other things exist on multiple time. Uh, levels at once because you are the branch okay and therefore you exist in all these various different places your timekeeping will also be either extremely good or extremely bad depending on how good you are with the branch thing if you've really cracked it your timekeeping will be excellent if you've just about cracked it your timekeeping will probably be you don't know what the fuck's going on at any one time because it all seems to be happening at once because you are all of the fucking twigs on that branch and it can be difficult to remember which century you're in but anyway, again, that might be a tangent. So, pushing forward, yeah? You are a different thing now, because you are all of that twig. And that, you are uh, all of that, that branch, and all of those twigs. Now, having one brain, one psyche, in other words, you, your consciousness, trying to control all of that, possibly not going to end particularly well is it no so there are systems in place for you to grow and take control take the rings of that branch right there are safety mechanisms natural safety mechanisms in place that stop you from if you do it appropriately which is what this whole learning magic stuff about and what all of these are magical lodges and shit are trying to do um they teach you the system of how to control this okay so it is kind of like you not taking the full weight of full pressure really just using it as a mechanism to pull in the knowledge to make the branch grow in a certain direction you're not taking necessarily on the full burden but what you are able to do is control the situation okay you're able to control the branch without technically permanently being the branch right this is where it gets fucking complicated so obviously greater and lesser eternities so this universe is not an eternity it Yes, potentially, if you're good with trees, branches occasionally fall off and die. Universes start and end all the fucking time. Um, but they are not... Eternal. Even if they're very, 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 very long, they are not eternal. 
when you get past that level you're starting to deal with eternities now now neoplatonism is the idea that everything is connected neoplatonism is a well, most Neoplatonists make for pretty shit witches for the simple reason that they get to the branch and because they have never experienced such an amount of energy and power and knowledge before, they think they know it all. They really do think they know it all. But they fucking don't know it all. They're just unused to wielding that amount of knowledge and power. They feel like they're connected to everything. Technically, they fucking ain't connected to anything. What they are is they're taking on and crossing the abyss. At that point, taking on all of that weight. Okay. There are levels to that. So taking on the weight of and controlling, manipulating the branch is extremely powerful. It makes you a very, very, very big fish in this pond. This little pond that is, or a little box, that is the branch, that is the physical universe, makes you a very fucking big fish. But, there are bigger branches, therefore bigger ponds out there, and of course, there are large portions of land mass and space and all that shit as well. So, you being a big fish is great, because it means that this place that you call home, the physical universe, you're pretty powerful here. You know, you can do a hell of a lot of stuff. Don't ring true for other universes, though. Right? So, when we get into higher magic, high magic, low magic, if you get the uh, opportunity to master the branch, you'll be excellent. Well, you'll be perfect at low magic and essentially be able to pretty much do whatever the fuck you want. Um, when we get to high magic, however, that's starting to interact with the other branches on the tree and the tree itself, the trunk and all the other shit. So with that, you're talking about delving into other sets of rules of the universes, which, you know, they may not be necessarily eternities, but they may be longer and shorter, you know, to a human it may seem like an eternity. Now, when we get to the trunk of that tree, then we, technically, that would be the first kind of eternity we meet. So that place, that part of the uh, the machine, that has to hold up all of those branches, needs to be outside, permanently outside of time, right? It needs to exist. Because it holds all of those other universes that expand and contract and start and finish. And if the tree started and finished, then all those universes are going to pop and blow up and disappear and all that sort of crap, right? So, within this system, and this is a very oversimplified system, like atoms and shit, it's technically incorrect, but... From a primary school understanding, it is the best you're probably going to get for me to explain. When you get to the trunk, you have your first eternity. Now, well, the eternity is essentially an eternity. It is the, there is no real start and end, I suppose. 
you could say. Because it's outside of the system. We're outside of creation. Or at least the creation of this universe at that point. Therefore the rules are vastly different. So when we get to that point. If we master that or we get to that. Then that gives you a considerable amount of power. Because then automatically you will be able to draw from all of the power and knowledge and influence of every single branch on that tree. Okay. Which if you thought that mastering this universe or this branch was pretty fucking amazeballs. Wow. Wait until you master the tree and you've got all these other places and things that you've been and done and are going to do. But can still utilize now even though you haven't done it yet. Because as part of the tree, you experience as being the trunk of the tree everything at once. Hence why we say you are everywhere at once. And that's how it kind of appears. Because that's why it does kind of appear as. Everything's going on at once because you're outside of all of these universes. So you can watch them all start and end in the blink of an eye. Which is why when you get to intermediate and advanced witchcraft and people say about people are dying and are killing and universes ending and there being terrible things you think ah oh, fuck it i've witnessed what a dozen universes start and end in the space of the past whatever couple of minutes even though minutes don't exist but you know you get my point it kind of all feels like ah none of it really fucking matters does it it does matter when you're in the twig and on the branch it might feel a little bit more important but there we go depending on our experience level and where we're currently connecting to now a little sidetrack that i'll try and condense down there are some things that you can do in as a twig and there are things that you can do as a branch there are things that you can do as the trunk of the tree yeah the more power you accumulate the bigger the thing you want to do you are going to need to interact with and assume command of that aspect that can get that job done, right? If you want to affect the physical laws of nature and such, you can start to affect them as the twig. You can affect them more as the branch. When you get to the trunk, you are the trunk. You can completely obliterate that branch or reshape it in any way, shape or form you fucking like, right? So if you wanted to reshape the laws of physics, you would need to do it from the trunk. Don't make the mistake of doing it from the branch. Okay. Because you do know a huge amount about the universe from the branch, but you're still fucking in it. Right? Dangerous. So when you uh, go to the branch, the problem is, is when you are that branch, you are the sum total of all of those things. And you, because you're the sum total of all those things, are technically influenced by all of those things. You're not entirely yourself anymore. Because your other twigs are also part of you and feed into you. Your personality will change. Now, if you... What you talk about is developing the um, the power and the strength and fortitude to make sure that your consciousness transfers to that branch. So that, yes, you are in control of it. It'll still be a big fuck up with your psyche and that because you will be essentially still taking on the roles and responsibilities of all of those other things. It, it can be difficult, right? It can be difficult. 
Now, if you wanted to do something really big magically in this universe, then you could assume assume the form of the branch. You could pull the energy, the um, power and knowledge from that branch by assuming that position. Often the ceremonial magician types will call it assuming god form. Um, but you will be doing that. Now, you will have changed, though, when you're there. This is the problem with intermediate magic and advanced magic, is you might want something, but when you assume the position and are part of that branch, or you are the branch, or you are the trunk, when you're there, with all of that extra knowledge, power, and the like, you may decide, actually, I didn't see things as clearly as I do now. I don't think I want to do this because of this reason, that reason, whatever. I see the greater picture. Okay. The opposite is also true that you might get there and you might think, eh, that person don't really matter. Let's just fucking kill him, you know? So you are kind of, to a certain extent, your perceptions change. Now, this change is not only your power, but the way you change, you know, you view things in general. Um, and the types of magic that you do are augmented and become more powerful technically, I suppose, for want of a better term, depending on what position you assume. If you are wanting to view the future, and you want to do gazing into the future and that, you will be viewing the future as if it's a sat-nav taking you in the direction. You can see it in terms of where you are going, where you're going, the map. I could go this way, this way, and this way, but I can see I'm on that trajectory. That is viewing the future, assuming it from the twig perspective, which is what a lot of tarot readers do and psychics. Assuming it from the branch perspective is like having a bird's eye view of seeing all of the obstacles that the sat-nav can't see because it's in a linear form, it's just taking you in a straight road and you see junctions off. When you look down from the branch's perspective, you get a lot more detail and a lot more power and you will be able to see, well, actually, they're going to Tesco's and Tesco's is right over there. And I can see the roads that they can't see yet. That's very often how um, lower deities look at things. That's why they have a considerable amount of foresight, because they see everything from a bird's eye view. Now, they are still a part of the system, and therefore that bird's eye view is not set in stone still. It certainly ain't fucking set as stone in the twig when you're looking at the sat-nav. And it's not set in stone from a bird's eye view, but... Because you see all of the different roads, if you are going to Tesco's, you know you're going to be taking the easiest route. And you can see the easiest route because you see more information and can look down, right? And you can see whether there's any roads blocked off that the sat-nav ain't fucking telling you about, right? So, from that bird's eye view, from assuming the form of the branch, your ability to see... We're talking about future gaze now as a power... Um, an ability increases. Now, what about when we take it to the trunk of the tree the trunk of the tree is well and truly outside of time therefore when you assume that position of the trunk nothing changes if you want the power of the more eye the ability to see what actually happens 
not just what the gods see, because the gods see the bird eye view, but to see beyond the gods, then you need to assume the form of that trunk, because everything has happened, and nothing ever changes. Nothing ever changes when you're part of the trunk. At least nothing changes on the branches, that is. <laughs> There's other shit that changes, but ain't on the branches. The branches always fucking stay the same. So, eternities, greater and lesser eternities. Now, yes, so when you get to the stage where you're at the trunk, because nothing ever truly changes, you are at an eternity. But does that mean you are all powerful? Well, you're more powerful than all of those branches technically you're more powerful than all of those branches put together because you basically are literally more being the trunk and all of the branches and the roots and shit you are more than just the branches so you are more powerful than all of those branches put together um but there are other things in existence outside of all of the universes because there are other fucking trees out there aren't there and some trees are bigger than others so if they are trunks of trees and they are also eternal does that mean that we are landlocked in a position that nothing can ever change no because trees fucking strangle each other and kill each other off right greater gods do this and very often titans and all the other stuff that goes beyond that they all do that you're we're, you're looking at intermediate magic now um which is very big most people think intermediate magic would be something along the lines of master of the twig no it sure as shit ain't right getting a foundation in magic is making sure that you master the branch and then when we move to the trunk intermediate magic Hence why we're very harsh when we judge people that consider themselves to be intermediate magical practitioners, or dare I fucking say advanced. But there we go. So, greater and lesser eternities, if you are a trunk, there are other trees, there are other trunks, some of them are bigger, some of them are smaller, but they're all eternities. How does one tree take out another tree? Well, at that level, you're talking about eternities colliding. And there's all sorts of clever maths and shit that you can do and quantum, uh, all sorts of physics and theoretical models for this kind of thing, which I'm not going to bore you with. I like the idea of trees wrestling or cancelization. If you have one thing that is more powerful than another, one great eternity, a lot of the time what people think, they make the mistake of, and I'm not entirely sure whether science is caught up with this, it may have, it may not have, I'm not entirely sure. It may think that it works on a mathematical level. If number five eats number three, then number two remains. Number five turns into a two because three is taking a chunk out of number five. Taking three chunks out of number five, right? So here's different models for you. I'll explain the model that actually works if you're wanting to go about it in a magical way. So some people might say, if five eats or destroys three, then three is destroyed three parts of the number five. I.e. it hasn't cancelled it out. If three met three, 
they would cancel each other out and obliterate each other. If five met three, three might destroy a part of five so that five becomes a two. Other models work by if five eats three, then five becomes an eight because it's absorbed it. Now, when we're talking about it from an occult magical perspective, the way in which it really works is if it's a five, is if it's a bigger number than the smaller number, it basically will absorb it and destroy it. But five doesn't stop becoming five. Five is always five. This is the problem. This is why there are political manoeuvrings at advanced witchcraft level, right? Because, and there's a very strict hierarchy that you do see with gods and that, which are kind of explained, but people don't fully understand what they are. There are levels, and you can take out any level below you and survive. If you try and take out a level that is at your level, you'll be cancelled out. If you try and take out a level that is above you, it just won't fucking work. So, because you'll basically be destroyed. So, when it comes to a big forest, with all these different trees, some of them might be competing with each other, some of them might not be competing with each other, some of them might be just there, some of them might not be there. Who fucking knows? Who fucking cares? Because that's going on to advanced magic, which is all about politics at the end of the day. Advanced magic, that's mainly politics. Um, we, as witches, tend to only deal with the branch trunk, the branches in the trunk, um, and possibly might get onto the root system at, at some point. Um what you don't tend to do as a human is deal with big, bad, advanced magical issues because it's above your pay grade. You're not best suited to that. Yes, at your core you are part of the tree, but let's be fucking fair. If there was a battle of trees, you wouldn't be sending the branch or the twig to deal with it the whole tree itself would be dealing with it. So in terms of being above your pay grade, all of that stuff is above your pay grade, okay? Doesn't mean that you can't understand it, but you're not best suited for dealing with that. As a magical practitioner, and as a witch, and as someone that you are in this physical universe, the best thing for you is to start fucking about with the branch and the tree and if need be yes there will be a role for you to play which will be adding to the greater tree but ultimately very 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 rarely will it be an important part for you to play in anything above a trunk level okay tree trunk level um, greater and lesser eternities and the like. In order for you to do that, obviously as a human you would need to transfer your consciousness to the branch, to the trunk and thereby all of the other branches. And at that point, would you trust your human consciousness to run that fucking operation? Yes, that's a question. 
answer it. Would you trust yourself to do that? Well, there we go. There are ways in which it can be done, but it revolves uh, removing some safeguards. Uh, and it's probably not a good idea just for the fucking fun of it. Um, really, what would be a much better opportunity, which is where the intermediate magic tends to come in, is that at that point, you're kind of like an intern in the bridge of a starship or something like that, you know? You're there, you kind of contribute in, you know exactly what's going on. You're in the forefront. You're literally in the bridge, in the command center, seeing all of the intelligence, all of what's going on. But you're kind of just there for the, for the. okay, you might go and get the captain a, a cup of tea or something, but you're basically just along there for the ride. And you learn a hell of a lot, don't get me wrong, but you are pretty much just along there for the ride. Um, again, there are some instances where that might not be the case, but, you know, that's too detailed to go into at the moment we're already about 40 fucking five minutes in so in terms of big fish little fish cardboard box i think we've covered the idea of the tree i think we throw a little bit of space junk in there as well and a bit of physical stuff in there greater and lesser eternities and so on and so forth if you want to create something that truly lasts forever and ever and ever my idea uh, my suggestion would be that you make sure that that is located in the trunk of the tree. Okay. If you want to create a hell dimension. Most people go about that by creating a sub-universe. I.e. getting the branch and making a little branch off of that branch. So it's still kind of connected to the branch. But the rules are slightly different. But it is still built upon this system. Making a hell dimension, for example, works like that. Uh, dream state also kind of technically works like that to a certain extent. Um, if you're doing magical operations in it anyway. Um, so if you wanted to create your own hell dimension, then you could create a sub-universe. But when this universe ends, so will that one. So if you want to truly create something that actually... A, can be accessed from all of those branches and also is outside of the actual time, then you're going to stick it in the trunk, okay? A lot of people make the mistake of making bird's nests and think that they're brilliant and will be perfect. And yes, they are excellent because a bird's nest is a synthetically created thing that is in the branch. But do remember, if you are wanting it to last longer than the branch... My suggestion is you don't fucking build it on the branch because the branch will disappear. It will die eventually. It will be destroyed. The universe will end and so will that thing. Okay. Most of the time it's acceptable to do that for the simple reason that if you're going to that extent of maybe creating, say, a hell dimension. I use that term a lot, hell dimension, because uh, I'm nefariously bad and do bad shit. Um, a hell dimension, then let's be fair. Do you really want someone to suffer for an actual eternity or do you just want them to suffer for what will feel to them like an eternity? The start and finish of the universe. Possibly that would be it. Um, again, putting your storage and your safe storage and all of that kind of thing, that idea of the Akashic Records, that is technically stored on the branch and also in the tree. 
Akashic Records, the reason why people are so shit with it and don't fully understand it, is because they're barely able to access the small file that is in the branch, let alone accessing the one that's in the trunk. I think I've given people a lot to think about and I can't even remember what I've basically just said but I think that goes for multiple universes and I think that goes for greater and lesser eternities. The cancellation effect is probably the most important thing to remember and we can expand upon this in future by giving examples of how it works with deities and that kind of thing. Um, you as a twig may want to become a branch you may want to transfer your consciousness to the branch to the trunk what happens if the trunk suddenly wants to become a branch or suddenly wants to become a twig oh have a little think about that what happens when the trunk itself wants to become a twig I think I'll just end it there. Goodbye, everyone.